Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. No EY on the program today. What's happening, Frank? Hey, what's going on, man? Happy hump day to you. You know, I would ask how you slept. I slept very well for a certain reason. But, Greg, you went to sleep a little bit early last night. I didn't go to sleep early. I went to sleep on time. (laughs) And I knew what was happening, too, right? So... Uh, last night I watched a couple episodes of Succession, and I had a what is Succession? A HBO program. You really like HBO? Most people like HBO. Big HBO guy. I think most people like HBO. Just goes through the whole HBO queue, well, I, I, cleans I, I, it out. I wouldn't say about that. I just uh, <laughs> I like HBO. All right, sure. Um, Free plug. So I'm watching Succession, and I have now. This is, I'm sorry, Danny. Um, so I'm watching. Succession, I basically dreamed all night somehow that combining Succession with our work, and it was like a crazy dream for those that watch Succession out there. Nuts. Um, But I also knew as I was going to bed, I was brushing my teeth last night, and you just, following Twitter, I was like, this Garrett Cole thing is going to happen tonight. I know what's happening tonight. I don't know what time, because you're on the West Coast, so it's really 8.30 there. But it's happening tonight. And... I'm either going to wake up and be thrilled or I'm going to wake up and be really upset. So I woke up pretty early this morning. And you, you know, you, I used to do that on Wednesdays because it's like waiver wire, right? Like you're, you're antsy to see your waiver wire. So you would do it on Wednesday and you couldn't sleep because you're thinking, who am I going to get off the waiver wire? The whole deal. So that's how I felt this morning about Garrett Cole. So I woke up to 23 text messages in a group chat between myself, Frank, and our buddy, a video producer, Sandro, downstairs. Sandro's a monstrous Yankee fan. And I go, all right, well, I know once I open this up, like, it's either really, really good or really, really bad. In fact, like, when I went to bed last night, there's a lot of momentum toward the Angels. You texted out that everybody on MLB Network was saying, he just signed the Angels. Like, what? And I felt some momentum brewing toward the Angels. So I went to, went to bed. I woke up. I was like, how do I want to know? How do I want to know what happened? But, uh, my old trusty Roto world. I was like, I'm just going to scroll down and hope it says Yankees next to his name. 
And it did. Nine years, $324 million for Garrett Cole. So after that, once I read that, I was awake, right? Like, I was up like an hour early. Like, I didn't even care because I was awake. I was pumped. So I go back to all my tweets that I missed from last night. Like, right from the beginning, I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to see it as it was breaking. I saw John Heyman's tweet. Like, I saw it building. It was awesome. It was so cool. Until I get to Frank's tweets. <laughs> so Frank tweets out some awesome Yankee reaction. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like, Frank's pumped. The very next tweet is a tweet about... So eight starts, uh, his last eight starts, Kyle Allen's a uh, top eight, eight quarterback in fantasy football. I'm like, Frank. The grind never stops, Greg. I go, Frank. The grind never stops. I don't think it is in the middle. Like, I, I look at what time he uh, tweeted this out. It was about like 1.10 a.m. last night. and that's, That can't be true. I think it was. I think it was like 1.10. I, I tweeted the Garrett Cole thing at 12.01 a.m. Right. And then I tweeted about Kyle Allen at 12.34. Okay, sorry. So I, I, was, I was 40 minutes off. It's fine. Yeah. So about a half hour later, Frank starts tweeting about Kyle Allen. And I was like, nobody cares. Nobody's here for this content right now. I had to go back to work, Greg. You want things to get buried and lost? Like you come up with good facts, right? This fact about Kyle Allen, like, hey, he's sneaky, like, been a fine fantasy star. What was I going to do? Save it till the morning and tweet it out? Yes. All right. Well, it is what it is. I it tweet is. stuff when I find it. That's you're it. Gonna, you're going to see people like me being like, I don't give a crap about Kyle Allen right now. You have people like Sandro that sees this tweet and be like, Frank, not the time, bro. Well, what about now? Do you care about Kyle Allen now? If you tweeted it out now <laughs> during the show, I mean, we like, can oh, read it now. Cool. We could have played it off like I tweeted it. Today. But you didn't. You tweeted it when everyone's tweeting about Garrett Cole. You're tweeting what about was, Kyle what freaking Allen. Say? What was I going to say about Garrett Cole? I mean, yeah, I was super excited. That obviously. is awesome. We're Yankee fans. We're yeah. excited. Garrett Cole is joining the team. Nine years, a lot of money. Three hundred twenty-four million. Doesn't matter. It's not my money. You know, I got people tweeting at me. Well, that's a lot of money. Again. Not my money. I could I couldn't care less about how much money he signed for as long as the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, which they did. Uh, and soon enough, I, I assume we'll be moving into fantasy baseball once we get into January. I've already had a few people tweeting at me asking, uh, "When does the fantasy baseball talk start up, Greg?" We had a while before that. Well, we're not ready for that just yet, but I know last year we are excited last year. About I, this, I couldn't sure. believe it. I won. Like I won. I, I rarely win like content arguments with you, but last year I won this and. It's really, really rare. And last year, we did not start doing baseball until the Monday after the Super Bowl. I was pumped. Like, I nailed it. And this year, we didn't start doing football until the day after the 4th of July, which is always like my cutoffs. Like, the day after the Super Bowl, it's baseball season. Sure. The day after the 4th of July, it's baseball season. It's a football season. And I won those content arguments this year. I feel like I'm not going to win them <laughs> Dude, I'm ready to start doing it. I mean, I've already done a little bit. But I'm ready to jump into fantasy baseball now. Uh, and, you know, Greg, you, you you see Garrett Cole sign with the Yankees. Obviously, they are going to be a powerhouse in the MLB this year. How does it affect their odds, right? So they move up to plus 430. They are the World Series favorite as of now for the 2020 season. And I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Obviously, uh, the Astros were the favorite. They are now plus 550. But you take away a pitcher from the Astros like Garrett Cole. You move them over to the Yankees. How about this, Greg? The FanDuel Sportsbook is currently offering Yankee special props. How about this? This is already open. The Yankees last year won 103 games. You can right now bet the over 101 and a half wins for the New York Yankees minus 115 at the FanDuel Sportsbook. That is easy money. Easy money. They won 103 games last year. Easy money. They just added Garrett Cole. Let's go. Uh, this is easy money. If you want to jump over to the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, you will find this under Yankee Specials right now. Uh, easy money, Greg. Let's talk more about Garrett Cole. Again, it's a football 
We return right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. We had a lot of football to get to on the show. A lot of um, Wednesday practice notes coming out, Frank. Uh, most of it actually very positive for players coming back. Some, some negative stuff, but uh, mostly very positive, which is great. So I want to get into all that coming up. But I do want to ask you one more question on Garrett Cole. What do you got? Is Garrett Cole the first pitcher off the board in fantasy baseball this year? He has been so far. I've, uh, I, I've dove into some of the NFBC ADP, and it seems like you know it's very close between Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom, uh, I, I would probably lean with DeGrom as of right now just because, you know, no change of scenery. You don't have to worry about him uh, in a new team. It, it, look, undoubtedly playing in Yankee Stadium, it's a hitter's ballpark. You know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if Garrett Cole's ERA rises a little bit, the whip rises a little bit, the strikeouts are still going to be there, and he's right there in contention for, you know, the top pitcher, you know, one of the top three pitchers drafted, but... Jacob DeGrom has just done this, you know, two, three years in a row. He's been with the same team. Uh, me personally right now, I think I lean Jacob DeGrom. But, yeah, they're both right there in that conversation, Greg. I, I think DeGrom's in there. I think Scherzer's still in there. Um, Scherzer's going in the second round right now, Greg. Why? Back injury. He's amazing. Yeah, but he had a back injury. Hey. And I think people kind of see what happened with Clayton Kershaw and how, you know, he's been up and down through his back injury. And I think that's kind of scaring some people off Scherzer right now. Would you draft back Scherzer? Uh, I did a mock draft where I took him in the second round. Fantastic! So. In, a, in an auction, let's uh, go ahead. What's what's our, what's our plan for that auction this year, Greg? It's uh, it's December eleventh. <laughs> I have not done much fantasy baseball research, Frank. Yet. I mean, our plan last year was a good plan, a well executed plan. Yeah, but our team was terrible. No, so that means it wasn't a well executed. No, 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 no. Disagree. It wasn't a good plan. Oh, we had a good plan. We executed the plan. No, we executed the plan. The players within the plan. Didn't work out. The backup players in the plan <laughs> were really freaking good. You know, for most of the year last year, we were uh, we were mad at ourselves for, for Acuna drafting over Yelich, uh, Acuna yeah. over Yelich. Actually worked out pretty good, Greg. Worked out all right. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a good plan. We'll be all right. The plan is to draft players uh, that have sh- proven their fantasy baseball value before and are coming off down years. So players that you've seen do it. And we're going to go back to those players. So that, that'll be the auction value. But we've got a lot of time before then, Greg. All right. I look forward to maybe competing this year in that league. <laughs> I hope so, too. All right. Let's move on to football. I told you during the break, with the practice reports coming out for Thursday night football. Oh, remind me to email Virginia during the break. Sure. Um, the practice reports coming out for Thursday night football today. We wanted to go over some of the major things. Lamar Jackson, he is questionable with this quad injury. The only reason he's questionable is because they aren't allowed to use probable anymore. It's not a thing. Lamar Jackson will start for the Baltimore Ravens tomorrow night. The real question mark is Mark Andrews, who practiced in a limited fashion uh, over the past two days. Uh, he was hurt on Sunday with his injury. I, I do wonder against the Jets if they lean toward uh, being a little bit more cautious, uh, if they decide to... Um, rest him for this week, then they have obviously 10 days off before their next game. To me, I'd be very nervous on Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, likewise. And, and it would be a good matchup against the Jets, but you know, you've got to be cautious about Mark Andrews in this spot. Plus, you know, since earlier in the season when you know he he suffered 
I, it's forgetting. I, I'm forgetting it now. What injury it was, but he suffered an injury about you know five six weeks into the season, Greg. And ever since then, his snaps have been down. His routes have been down. He's still performing from a fantasy perspective because Lamar Jackson targets him so much in the red zone. They clearly have a rapport together. Lamar Jackson likes to throw the ball over the middle of the field to his tight ends, and more more often than not, Mark Andrews is that guy. He is the pass catching tight end on a team filled with three tight ends. But I'm with you, man. I, look, I'd have to have a pretty good option outside of him not to play Mark Andrews tomorrow. Like I'd have to have a Tyler Higby, uh, a, a Jack Doyle, something like that. Because I think, Greg, if he's active, how can you talk yourself out of playing Mark Andrews? Yeah, I, he's been the go-to guy for Lamar Jackson all. He season. has been, even when he plays limited snaps, which you've seen earlier this year. He produces touchdowns, and he has these special routes. He has this real connection with Lamar Jackson. If he's active, you have no choice but to play him. You have absolutely no choice. So, yeah. Especially at this point in the season, look, it's week 15. He, he might be limited, but even if he's limited, he might catch a touchdown. He might only be used in the red zone. He might catch two touchdowns. So uh, just the way he's played, he's not like the slam dunk top five or six tight end he's been for most of the season, but he would still be in that you know top 10 range as a tight end you have to use if he's active heading into Thursday night. All right, I have the Jets in at the Jets injury report here as well. Your boy Jamal Adams is doubtful with his ankle injury. That's good news for Mark Andrews if he winds up playing here. Um, Le'Veon Bell not even listed on the injury report, so he's good at bowling and good at playing football. Hey, bowl the 251. Pretty it's better than anything I've ever done, Greg. That's awesome. But uh, in terms of the matchup, that's uh, that's a completely different story when it comes to uh, Le'Veon Bell here. And if you remember, he was actually, the, the Baltimore Ravens were a candidate to sign Le'Veon Bell in the offseason. Yes, they were. It, they were. It basically came down to the Ravens and the Jets, and we saw a bunch of tweets about, like, Nevermore and stuff, people referencing him signing with the uh, Ravens. Ultimately, ended up not happening. Um, it worked out for Mark Ingram. He's been very good from a fantasy perspective. But, uh, yeah, look, the Ravens' defense, the way to attack them would be... On the ground, you know, their secondary has been phenomenal. Since Marcus Peters joined the team in Week 7, not a single quarterback has thrown multiple touchdowns against this secondary, against this pass defense. So, you know, if you want to attack this Ravens defense, the way to do so is on the ground. We just saw Devin Singletary have a solid game. Not a not an amazing game, uh, but people have had success running the ball against Baltimore, and I think that'll likely be the, the, the route that the Jets go down for Le'Veon Bell here. Regardless, he hasn't been a great fantasy play so far this season. He's more of a middling RB2 than, than the RB1 we were hoping he was going to be this season. I agree, unfortunately. And, and listen, we made the right call, or the trade that didn't happen for us, not trading away Aaron Jones for Le'Veon Bell, which we tried to do week after week after week. We made the right call. Greg, I know we do a lot of Adam Gase bashing here on the show. And, Maybe. And I heard... I heard Gabe talking about Adam Gase earlier today and commending him for the way that he's handling the situation. You know, what am I supposed to say? My running back, you know, after he got ruled out of the game, we told him to go home because he has the flu and he went out bowling. All that aside, if you're a head coach in the National Football League, Greg, and you're supposed to be an offensive-minded coach, how can you not figure out how to use Le'Veon Bell? I don't want to hear the... How lame, I don't want to hear out. the lame nonsense BS that I didn't want Le'Veon Bell. I never wanted him. There was Mike McCagney. How can you him. not want him? I don't care. You have him. You have one of the most talented running backs in the NFL, oh, man, and you couldn't figure out a way to use him. How is that possible? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I understand the offensive line is bad, but we just keep making excuse after excuse, and you know the people are doing that for the Jets as well, and it's. 
look, I understand. Like, people were down on Le'Veon Bell coming into the fantasy football season because Adam Gase, when he was in Miami, they ran at a slow tempo, Greg. They didn't run a lot of offensive plays, and he didn't have a good offensive line with the Jets. They really kind of, like, piecemealed this together heading into the season. They signed Ryan Khalil late. Uh, So you didn't think the offensive line was going to be great. You had question marks about the offense overall. For Le'Veon Bell to be as bad as he has been, to for to see the snaps down the way that they have been the past couple of weeks, the past month or so, the carries have been down. He was, you know, visibly frustrated after the Bengals game that they weren't using him more in that game. The way to attack the Bengals is by running the football. And the Jets couldn't even do that with Le'Veon Bell in that game. His targets have been down, his receptions have been down. You know, Adam Gase gets a lot of criticism, Greg, but it is 100% deserved. Everywhere that he goes, look, he can't get along with Jarvis Landry, trades him away. Uh, You know, he he trades him away to Cleveland. Uh, He ends up having a monster year this year. He's outperforming Odell Beckham. Uh, Jay Ajayi, you know, had a great year with uh, with Adam Gase, and then the next year he trades him away because they can't get along, they can't figure things out. I mean, at some point, you have to look in the mirror and figure out that you are the problem. It's just crazy to me, man. I don't understand how, whether or not you want this player or not, I think... Any coach in the NFL that got Le'Veon Bell, Greg, would be smiling from ear to ear. How is Adam Gase the only one that can't use him? I feel like Freddie Kitchens would not know how to use him. Maybe, maybe Freddie. <laughs> but, but the thing is, Freddie Kitchens would be happy to have him. Sure, he would be happy to have him. Sure, he he still might not know how to use him. I mean, that's you know, that's a whole different conversation. It's just crazy to me. Like I, I would imagine any offensive-minded head coach. Imagine Kyle Shanahan with Le'Veon Bell, dude. Just imagine how excited he would be. I mean, you brought Adam up, Gase can't you, figure out. You how brought to up use a great article. I'm excited to read because you know how, uh, I'm a Shanahan guy. Um, of basically Raheem Mostert giving them no chance, giving them no choice rather in San Francisco yeah. to, to go with their guy, which is awesome. Because I was reading this morning, Evan Silva was tweeting it out that Mostert has been around the league for seven years or like five years, seven different teams, standing on special teams. He's getting an opportunity with the Niners, and when you get an opportunity with the Niners, things go well. Yeah, especially when you're a running back in the Kyle Shanahan system. So, uh, actually, shout out to my buddy Constantine, my NFFC co-owner. He sent me this article earlier today. Uh, so, we will talk about that. The breakout for Raheem Mostert. And How did you read this? You have to have a, a login. How should you... You didn't read the article. Yes, I did. How I, should you, you rank Raheem Mostert heading into week 15? Right. We'll talk about that. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Get in the game, the DraftKings Sportsbook. We listen to the show and get a deposit bonus of up to five hundred dollars. Here's how it works: create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a fifty percent bonus of up to five hundred dollars. The offer is eligible to all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to two hundred bucks. Go to sportsgrid.com/dk to play. That's sportsgrid.com/dk to play. If you have a gambling problem, call one hundred Gambler. Twenty-one and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Quick correction: uh, Frank was able to. Uh, read the article. He had not gone over his San Francisco Chronicle articles for the month. We were able to read it. 
you have gone over your San yes. Francisco Chronicle articles of the month. Yes. What other articles did you read from the San Francisco Chronicle? I, I don't know. Could be anything. Could be on the Niners. Could have been about politics. Could have, I don't know. All right, so should I just read you this whole article as part of the segment? Mind that'd be great. <laughs> I will. I will give you a synopsis. It's a lot of what you've already said about how you know Kyle Shanahan. He wants to use a committee approach. I mean, that's what he showed us. You know, the past couple of years while he's in San Francisco. But Raheem Mostert has made it so difficult for the 49ers because he is running as well as he has. He's averaging over six yards per carry. Uh, they talk about him having deceptive speed here uh, and that defenses don't expect that out of him. Now, you know, defenses are going to game plan a little bit more for Raheem Mostert, but it's hard to argue with the usage and the carries that he's getting right now in one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. Now, I'll read you a few quotes here. Uh, Raheem's earned it over the last few weeks, Shanahan said. I mean, how many games can you go and how many years can you go averaging six yards a carry? We keep trying to balance it out, but what Raheem has done these last few weeks and has continued to do, we need to give him more opportunities. He's given us no choice. I'm happy for him, and it's been great. He's been extremely impressive. So, based on that, Greg, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions, and and this one keeps popping up a lot. Ventra asked me this exact question downstairs. I believe it was yesterday. He said, Raheem Mostert going up against the Atlanta Falcons at home, or Devin Singletary going to the Pittsburgh Steelers to take on Pittsburgh. Now, you know, the Atlanta Falcons have been tougher against the run this year, but that's just because everyone can throw against them. So teams are, you know, opting not to run the ball against Atlanta when you could just throw all over them. You know, wide receivers and tight ends have been killing the Falcons all season long. I think it's a fair question, and I think they're both in a similar range of of RB2, but it's hard for me to get away from Raheem Mostert right now. I agree, man. I think it's really tough. I know the weather is supposed to be pretty bad in Pittsburgh on Sunday night, which could lead to a lot of uh, attempts for Devin Singletary. But it's real hard, man, um, from getting away for Raheem Mostert and the Niners, a team that wants to run the football, even though they didn't do it against the Saints, in a really good spot against Atlanta um, on Sunday. I think I would go with Mostert. Yeah, the Falcons are allowing just 4.02 yards per carry against running backs. But again, they've just, you know, everyone's just been able to throw all over them. And the 49ers are huge favorites in this game as well. They are 11 and a half point favorites at home on Sunday against the Falcons here. Shanahan going up against his former team. So I'm sure there will be no love lost there. Uh, he will try his best to pound the Atlanta Falcons into the dirt. And I'm sure Raheem Mostert will be. You know, someone who is uh, helping him do that. You know, the, it's hard to argue with the snaps, the usage for Mostert right now. You know, Matt Breida is explosive, but he has been injury prone. And Tevin Coleman has been a nothing, Greg. He's been a zero. It feels like that four-touchdown game that he had against the Panthers was three years ago. That was this season. That was, you know, at, at the midway point of this season. He thought it was Ever a, since then, yeah. he's done nothing. And that was the guy that they signed in the offseason. But, you know, this is, uh, this, is, this is from the Pete Carroll Seattle Seahawks train of thought, Greg, where I'm just going to go with whoever's playing the best. I don't care about pedigree. I don't care who, who we paid. Raheem Mostert no, no, is, no, no, no. is the guy. It is not. No. How is it not? It's not it, he is the guy. You're, yeah. you're, what you're saying is right, but it, it, it's not the Pete Carroll line of thinking. What it's a Mike that? Shanahan style of thinking. Look also, the running yeah, Mike Shanahan was like... Go through the running backs, yeah. Mike Shanahan, right? Where he had all this money tied into all these running backs and didn't... It didn't matter. Because from Mike Anderson to Alandis Gary to Clinton Portis and Terrell Davis, for sure, guy after guy after guy, unknown after unknown after unknown, stepped up. Alfred Morris with them in Washington, right? For years, was a RB1 in fantasy football. Raheem Mostert is the latest in line. And why? Because any running back can be good in the Shanahan system. 
And right now, Raheem Mostert is playing better than Tevin Coleman, better than Matt Breida, and better than Jeff Wilson Jr. All of them. And that's why he's getting the carries. I'm not saying in two weeks from now in your playoff fantasy, right? I think it's really interesting if you're in a playoff fantasy pool trying to figure out which running back it is because if all of a sudden one of these guys are, are not doing well, it's yep. over, right? So right now, Mostert's the guy. I trust Mostert. He's your ride him, basically. Yeah, look, I'm with you. He's he's an RB2 right now. There's no doubt about it. You know, even in a perceived tougher matchup against the Atlanta Falcons here, I'm not getting away from him. You know, it's a tough matchup for Devin Singletary as well, going up against the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are allowing just 3.88 yards per carry to running backs. They're actually better against the run than the Atlanta Falcons in terms of uh, limiting running backs so far this season. So uh, I like the usage for Singletary as well. He's been very explosive. You know, I, I saw earlier today... Um, Baldinger, he does a uh, Baldy's breakdown. Balding, uh, Baldy's breakdowns. He tweeted out the top five most explosive runs per touch so far this season. Uh-huh. And Devin Singletary is number one. Raheem Moser is number four on that list. So these two running backs are are very explosive. But it, it's hard for me to get away from that 49ers offense right now. So all right, let me move on to a much more positive. Not much more. I'm saying much more positive news. There's a lot of positive news going around today. That's good. There's a lot of good stuff happening. And Originally to Minnesota, where Adam Thielen returned to practice today for the Minnesota Vikings. And according to my man Adam Schefter, barring a setback this week, and he did have a setback two weeks ago, but barring a setback, he is expected to return to the lineup on Sunday against the LA Chargers. Against the Chargers, too. And look, this is a tough spot because the Chargers have been really good against the pass. They got Derwin James back recently. And they've been really tough against all wide receivers, slot receivers, outside wide receivers. So this is going to be a good test for everybody involved, for Kirk Cousins, for Stephon Diggs, for Adam Thielen. I think if you own Adam Thielen, you know, earlier on in the season, he he was the go-to guy for Kirk Cousins. And basically, whenever Thielen has been healthy, he has been, uh, you know, uh, the the seeing the higher target share in this Vikings offense over Stephon Diggs. It seems it really seems like Kirk Cousins likes to lean on that slot receiver and over the middle of the field, and you know he used a tight end for years in Washington, so that's typically where he likes to target, you know, his passes. But he is he's done some amazing things with Stephon Diggs this year as well. So um, because of the matchup, I think I rank these guys a little bit lower than usual. And Thielen first game back, you know, I think Thielen's more of a low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three this week. Okay. Whereas he was, you know, one of those low-end wide receiver ones earlier on in the season. Would you go back to Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen next year in drafts? Obviously, the price, yeah, the price. But like, I remember we were so down on Stephon so Diggs. Down on he's on Diggs. pace for a thousand-yard season, and I'm like, crazy. Yeah, he's the thing is, it reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett from last year, where he's doing it so efficiently. Right? Everybody's so like, on Tyler Lockett this year. So like, he's not. Well, that's because. A, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin retired in the offseason. Uh, we didn't know what to expect from DK Metcalf coming into the year. And for most of this season, when Lockett was healthy, he actually came through. Like, he was great for fantasy. I mean, the past, you know, three weeks or so, Kyle awful. Lockett's been, awful. He's been dreadful. I don't, I don't know if he's 100%. Uh, yeah, I'm still kind of diving into wide receiver yeah. stuff. The Seattle Seahawks are going up against the Carolina Panthers. But like, I get it. Like, the matchup's yeah. amazing. He has been... He's been very bad. A, a zero, dude. Yeah, and it's tough because we have a lot of these wide receivers, right? Where it's like they're talented guys, but they haven't been performing. Odell Beckham is in the same, you know, he's he's in the same and you, kind of. We talked about him. Right now. You have no problem benching him. But how, the thing is, this week against the Cardinals, Greg, how do you yeah, bench him against the Cardinals? You can't. But literally, the Panthers' defense is terrible too. Since since November third, where he had eighteen targets, one hundred fifty-two yards, and two touchdowns, 
he has had eight receptions over four games for less than 100 yards with zero touchdowns. It's not good. It's nuts. It's not, well, you know what? Russell Wilson hasn't been good recently either. No, no. Yeah, well, that's just like more of a team philosophy thing, right? And I mean, this is so frustrating from a fantasy perspective because if they would just unleash Russell Wilson, and I understand they want to play defense, they want to run the ball, they want to be the Seattle Seahawks from, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, Legion of Boom, you're not that team anymore. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll's a good coach, maybe even a great coach, Greg. I'll go as far as to say that. But you almost have to adapt to what you have. And what they do have is Russell Wilson. So, honestly, I, I feel like if the Seattle Seahawks would just unleash Russell Wilson, give this guy 35 pass attempts per game, and really kind of start to lean on the pass a little bit more, you could still run the football, kind of the way that the, the, the Los Angeles Rams do it, right? Where you run the football to set up the play action, uh, but you still have that dynamic passing attack, right? Or at least they did last year. If the Seattle Seahawks would just unleash Russell Wilson more, this guy would not only be amazing for their team, like the Seattle Seahawks would, might even win even more than they do now, but he would be one of the, he would probably be the best fantasy quarterback in the league right now. He only has one monstrous game where he really blew up for like 40 fantasy points in his past seven games, Greg. Look at the, the game log for Russell Wilson. It's been below 20, he's been you know, 17, 18 fantasy points, which is fine, but it's not what, Russell Wilson is capable of doing. And and part of that is due to uh, him being hampered by the team philosophy of the Seattle Seahawks. And, and it really is a tragedy, just for the NFL, for fantasy in general, uh, because they are robbing us of seeing even more spectacular play out of Russell Wilson. Other players returning to practice today include Damian Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs. We had no idea when he would be back. Well, this week may be, may be possible as he returned to practice here on Wednesday. Yeah, I still feel like we don't really know when Damian Williams is going to be back, and it's a crapshoot anyway. This team re-signed Spencer Ware last week. They had three running backs rank between 27% and 40% of the snaps. Spencer Ware led this team in snaps a week ago. Nobody was great from a fantasy perspective. It was a tougher matchup against the New England Patriots, but the Chiefs haven't been able to run the football all season long, and I don't think that that is going to change with a... Probably less than 100% Damian Williams in the lineup, even if he is. So, I basically just want to get away from this. Last time we thought that, Damian Williams came back and led this backfield. So, we'll see. Yeah, he might lead the backfield, but it is a tougher matchup against Denver. Denver has been pretty good against the run this year. And they've been actually allowing more explosive plays in the passing game. So, this might actually be a game where Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all of them can get back on track. We got more players coming back and even more sitting out. We'll tell you who those guys are on the other side. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so we're back here on the BFFs, Greg Sussman, Frank Stample. We have a lot of players returning from injury today, which is awesome news, and then some players that 
are not practicing today, which we need some more information on. Let me begin in New England, where Julian Edelman did not practice for the Patriots today. Uh, Edelman has been bothered by, uh, I believe, a shoulder injury for a while now. Um, he's played through it every week. He's been questionable every week. Didn't practice today. I don't know if that's a veteran day or something to watch for, Frank. Yeah, it strikes me as a veteran day. Um, you know, look, this, he's the only one that they could rely on right now, and he's clearly playing through something, but he's been great from a fantasy perspective. So pay attention to this throughout the course of the week. And that's why a lot of the times, Greg, it's hard to answer people's fantasy questions on Tuesday or Wednesday. We're getting all these lineup questions. Like We have to kind of wait and see, let things play out a little bit, see how the practice reports shake out and who's healthy and who's good to go. But I would, I would mark this as uh, not really a big deal. Okay, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens tomorrow. Um, just a note on Damian Williams before we continue. He was testing out that rib injury today. Obviously, he's back on the practice field. We'll see what he's listed on after practice. Devontae Freeman did not practice for the Atlanta Falcons today. No news on what's going on with him, but he was not at practice. You do wonder when it comes to Devontae Freeman. He's had some injury issues, including this year. Are we back to Brian Hill season? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I wouldn't want to trust Brian Hill. Uh, last time we tried to do that, Greg... Didn't really work out so well. No. But Devontae Freeman, since he has returned, played right around 67% of the snaps each of the past two weeks. Took advantage of a great matchup against Carolina last week. Um, San Fran dealing with some injuries on their defense right now. You know, based on the the usage for Devontae Freeman and the fact that he's seeing the most of their running back work. Uh, if he's healthy and good to go, he's a low-end RB2, high-end flex against San Francisco. But this is something to monitor heading into the weekend, Greg. I am looking for uh, news on Derrick Henry here because I haven't seen anything. Obviously, he was banged up uh, in the Titans' win on Sunday. Uh, I have not seen anything on him about practicing today. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on Derrick Henry either. Greg, yesterday when we signed off, we got some news items uh, after we were gone for the day that I feel like we should address. Marvin Jones MJJ. and Alshon Jeffrey both are done for the season for their respective teams. Does this open up anything that interests you. I mean, it probably just leads to more targets for Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. They'll run more 12 personnel there. Uh, maybe more work for the running backs. A any interest in Boston Scott, Greg? Does this, does this spark anything in your mind when it comes to the Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, the Eagles are without all these wide receivers again. We'll see if they can get yeah. Nelson Aguilar back, but J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is going to play, but like, how effective is he? Zach Ertz is their number one guy, obviously. Dallas Goddard continues to be in the mix. I think Boston Scott, if you start him, it's desperation. I know... Um, a buddy of mine, Jeff Van Jeff, lost his league because a guy, for some reason, like one of these schmucks that sneak into the playoffs, had Jordan Howard in his starting lineup, which was never going to happen. He hasn't <laughs> played in like a month. So he randomly picked up Boston Scott. So <laughs> Jeff wound up picking up Jay Ajayi just to hold him off. So his choices were Malcolm Brown, who played on um, Sunday night, or Boston Scott, who played on Monday night. So he picked up Boston Scott, put him in his lineup. Oh, no. And that's how Jeff lost. <laughs> He needed, Man, he needed like 15 and a half points for Boston Scott. That's <laughs> I've heard a lot of bad beats this That's week. That's a bad one, right? That, uh, that might be one of the worst, Greg. That might be one of the worst. Yeah, I think there might be some relevance, at least on the Detroit side of things, Greg, because they're going up against Tampa Bay. And Bo Scarborough's banged up. And I'm winning news on him I, as well. I haven't seen yeah. that. We'll, we'll see what happens with Bo Scarborough, but you know, they could lead to more work for J.D. McKissick. Uh, all you got to do is, I don't know if you'll be able to bow leave this week. I but, need to bow leave! And I don't know that you want to bow leave against Tampa Bay either, Greg. So uh, we might have to calm down the bow Scarborough love heading into week 15. Never. But Danny Amendola and Kenny Galladay likely just going to see more work heading into this matchup with Tampa Bay. Even if Kenny Galladay's triple teamed, Greg, he's 
probably still open against Tampa Bay. Absolutely. So <laughs> you have to bring up the fact, like as you mentioned, Danny Amendola, like, is he on the radar this he week? He played 80% of the snaps last week. He ran a route on 90% of those snaps that he played. So, look, I think... A lot of these players that we talk about that that are filling in because of injury, these are more desperation plays, right? You know, the players that we talk about uh, talked about yesterday on the waiver wire show, the AJ Browns, the Darius Slaytons, you know, some of those Tampa Bay wide receivers who are stepping up, and Allen Hearns. You know, th- those players rank ahead of some of these other desperation plays. But you might be playing in a deeper league. You might play in a high stakes league or or a fourteen team league or deeper. And, and I think there, Danny Amendola against Tampa Absolutely. Bay. Absolutely. If both Scarborough's banged up and there's no Marvin Jones, they need somebody to catch passes there. So I do think that, you know, if you're desperate in this matchup against Tampa Bay, yeah, like you can do worse than Danny Amendola. You want to something kind of ridiculous? Sure. In my league that I'm in the semis in, this schmuck who finished in first place overall. It's a great word. Thank you. First place overall has two defenses on his team. He has two kickers on his team. Take notes, Greg. This is how you get to first place. He has two quarterbacks on his team, including Russell Wilson as one of them. If you ain't first, you're last. His bench was his backup quarterback, Carson Wentz. Kyle, uh, Kyle Rudolph, when he has Zach Ertz on his team. It sounds like my dad. <laughs> Danny Amendola and Adrian Peterson. Oh, there you go. The old, this, this actually sounds like my dad's team. It's my dad amazing. will text me crazy things. You know, he's part of the old guard of fantasy football where he's like, oh, well, we're going into the playoff weeks. I've got to have a backup quarterback. I've got to have a backup tight end. You, you never know who's going to get hurt. I'm like, well, yeah. Pick those guys up. If, you, if, you, if your guys get hurt, then, then you could pick up a tight end then. He's like, no, 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 no. I've got to be ready. I've got to be good to go. And then it's like, even those backups that this person has, they're like old, reliable guys. Amendola, Amendola, Kyle Rudolph. Like, this is, that's a dad team. That is a dad team. He's not a, this guy's not a dad. It's, a, it's also a first place team. It's a first place team. He's got two <laughs> kickers. He's had two kickers all year. Harrison Butker and I, Robbie I, Gould. Look, I can't condone that. You got nothing for that I, one? Even defenses. The only way you should own two kickers and two defenses, Greg, is if your waiver wire is locked for the year. Right. It's the only way. Outside of that, I, look, I can condone Adrian Peterson. I can condone Danny Amendola. I'll, I'll even maybe th- even Rudolph. I can't condone. The two defenses and two kicks. I kind of condone the two defenses. Well, yeah, if you're planning for the future. You're planning for the that, future. That's fine. Like, essentially, if you have a defense that has an amazing matchup this week, and then you pick up a defense that has an amazing matchup next week, and especially because he had a yeah. bye, he could prepare, that's fine. That's what I did last week. So I had a bye in the first round of the playoffs, and I picked up the Bills defense last week Yeah, because I knew that they were going to be going up against Duck Hodges and the Steelers this yeah. week. So my, uh, my opponent actually picked up the Bills overnight last night to play them against me, which is like kind of annoying. But like, for instance, he had... Yep. Uh, this guy owns the Rams as one of his two defenses. He's not starting him this week against Dallas. He's not starting him next week against San Francisco. What are you doing? Who's his other defense? The Steelers. You're facing Buffalo on Sunday night. Sure, I guess you can use them there. And the Jets next week. Yeah, so you're probably not re- using, you're the not using the Rams. You're not using the Rams. But the Rams defense has been very good. Yeah, yeah. So you know Bro, what might be okay. the strategy I'm there? I would say he's been very good, Frank. The, the Rams defense? They have not been very good. They allowed like 700 points two weeks ago. Well, everybody allows 700 <laughs> points to the Ravens, Greg. Just Look at everyone else that they face since they've got Jalen Ramsey. They've been pretty good. They allowed a lot of points, man. But it's Baltimore. Right. Everyone allows the points. Bills did it. They allow 700 hey, points. The Patriots allowed points against Baltimore. Everybody allows points against Baltimore. I, I, don't, I don't think that you can really hold the, the Rams accountable for that. Their, their defense has been pretty damn good. I think the other point to holding on to the defense there, Greg, is that somebody else can't pick them up and use them against you. Nobody wants the Rams. Yes, they do. No, I don't. The Cowboys. Who are the Cowboys, man? Who cares? The Rams are probably going to have a good performance against them. I think of my Seahawks. 
I think the Rams are probably a top 12 defense against the Cowboys. I think my Seahawks against Kyle Allen. Speaking of defenses, people are asking us in the chat, would you rather use San Francisco, who is banged up, against the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. who also just, banged up and are, are just blah, whatever, right. or would you rather use the Kansas City Chiefs at home against the potential revenge ex-girlfriend situation yeah, bowl we mention that. against Drew Locke? So we I know that you've done investigative reporting. This, this is what I do for you. So... <laughs> I found out earlier today that Drew Locke, the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, evidently from the Kansas City area, obviously went to Missouri. Former girlfriend, Gracie Hunt, daughter of Clark Hunt, owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Drew Locke, quarterback, Denver Broncos, used to date the owner's daughter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Used to date. So my immediate follow-up question to Uh, you was, uh who broke up with who? I don't have that knowledge. Because if Drew Locke broke up with the owner's daughter... They're going to try to kill him. Yeah, you, the Chiefs are going to kill Drew Locke kill this week. Death. And if the girlfriend... Frank Clark's going to be like, I'm going to kill you. Yes. Uh-huh. If the Chiefs... If, if the daughter broke up with Drew Locke... Drew Locke's going to... you know that there. he is going to... He's coming back out there, 300 yards, three touchdowns, back-to-back games. So, this is what you need to know, Greg. But ultimately... Who do you got? The 49ers defense or the Chiefs defense? 49ers. You're still using the 49ers? Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's I, know, what I, I know Richard Sherman's out, but uh, I'm still using San Francisco uh, this yeah, week. Especially at home, big favorites. We're probably going to get a lot of dropbacks out of uh, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons here. We're going to see pass volume. That is going to lead to so many sacks for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, Richard Sherman is a great player. Still a very good corner at this point. But if the Falcons are dropping back and throwing the ball a ton against this pass rush, there are going to be sacks. You're likely going to get turnovers as well. The Chiefs defense has played fine, and I like the Chiefs. I can't use them over the San Francisco 49ers this week. Uh, And here we go, Greg. Since the bye, the Los Angeles Rams have had 19-9, negative one against the Ravens, 18 and 14 fantasy points in their past five games. Negative one! It's against the Ravens! Look at their other four games. They've been great. I like the Rams' defense. That's fine, man. That's fine. Uh, Evan Ingram practiced uh, today for the New York Giants, as did Daniel Jones. Yeah, well, you know, Evan Ingram practiced all week in a limited capacity last week, and he ended up not playing. So, just, man, Evan Ingram's been one of those frustrating players all year. The guy has a ton of talent, and it's clear that, you know, the Giants' offensive playbook this year, Greg, was geared around the tight end. Because even with Evan Ingram out, they've been throwing the ball to Caden Smith. You know, Darius Slayton had the big game last week, but I'm sure that they would have loved to have everything on the field more than they did this season, uh, and, and so would fantasy owners. So it's been a real, real frustrating situation. Greg, how about Josh Jacobs? This whole Josh Jacobs yep, thing. This is crazy. On the list to talk about. He gets an MRI, and it comes back that he's, he's fine. His shoulder is fine. The guy's playing through a fractured shoulder, Greg. How can his MRI come back clean? Oh, he's good enough. He's good enough. He's expected to play against the Jaguars, so... Everything that we said about DeAndre Washington yesterday and Monday, just apply that to Josh Jacobs. And he's going to be a top 10 play uh, at the running back position this week. And it'll be great for DFS. Greg, does this mean bye-bye-bye to DeAndre Washington? Uh, I'm not dropping him. Don't drop him yet. You got to make sure he plays. But that sucks, man. If you put money on him last night or you use your top waiver claim on him. Because at the time of last night, when you put that waiver claim in... You felt good. You don't know anything about Josh Nothing at all. And this is, again, this goes back to, you know, obviously we are here to help you. We want to help you. But when you ask questions on Tuesday and Wednesday, Greg, it's very tough because we don't have all the information that we need yet. Of course. 
We need the entire week to play out. You know, what the practice reports are. You know, is Josh Jacobs actually going to be good? There are going to be more reports that come out throughout the course of the week. So don't drop DeAndre Washington yet. But based on this report, it's not looking good. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, what else did I have? Yeah, I wanted to make sure. Greg Olson coming back just in time to ruin Ian Thomas. Come on, man. Sucks. He, so he practiced, uh, you know, in a limited capacity, like individual drills. That's the thing, right? Like when you have a concussion, you, bring back you Greg gradually Olson, build it up. You gradually can do more. That's you think, you think Greg Olson's going to play? It's all if he clears the concussion protocol, man. man. I, uh, this isn't one like one of the like, hamstrings. I really wanted Ian Thomas here. No. I picked him Good up spot. last night in a league. Good spot. Where I had Kyle Rudolph as my tight end. So, you know, Kyle Rudolph puts up the dud last week. Look, if Kyle Rudolph isn't scoring touchdowns, he's not going to be great from a fantasy perspective. So I was really excited about Ian Thomas. He had the 10 targets last week. It's a good matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this is another one to pay close attention to. Yeah, If Greg Olson is not out, Ian Thomas is a legit top 12 tight end for me. This another week. no practice here on Wednesday. Alexander Madison not practice for the Minnesota Vikings today. We'll see what his, uh, his report is tomorrow. Dalvin Cook did. How about that turn of events? <laughs> Dalvin Cook, uh, all of a sudden the most healthy running back in the backfield for the Minnesota Vikings. So funny. Where, do, where does Dalvin Cook go next year, Greg? Top three? Top five? Five. Top five. Not, you're not ready to say top three yet? Probably He's probably not. top three. Yeah? Over Saquon, right? Yeah. CMC number one, obviously. Sure. I think you could make the argument Dalvin Cook's number two. Lamar Jackson's number two. Maybe. Just saying. Maybe. But Frank Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching listening to the BFFs. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. So about a half hour later, Frank starts tweeting about Kyle Allen. And I was like, nobody cares. Nobody's here for this content right now. I had to go back to work, Greg. You want things to get buried and lost? Like you come up with good facts, right? This fact about Kyle Allen, like, hey, he's sneaky, like, been a fine fantasy star. What was I going to do? Save it till the morning and tweet it out? Yes. All right, well, it is what it is. I tweet stuff when I find it. That's it. You're going to see people like me being like, I don't give a crap about Kyle Allen right now. You got people like Sandro that sees his tweet and be like, Frank, not the time, bro. Well, what about now? Do you care about Kyle Allen now? If you tweeted it out now during the show, I mean, we like, can oh, read it now. Cool. We could have played it off like I tweeted it today. But you didn't. You tweeted it when everyone's tweeting about Gary Cole. You're tweeting what about was, Kyle freaking Allen. What was I going to say about Gary Cole? I mean, yeah, I was super excited. That obviously. is awesome. We're Yankee fans. Yeah. We're excited. Gary Cole is joining the team. Nine years. A lot of money. $324 million. doesn't matter. It's not my money. You know, I got people tweeting at me. Well, that's a lot of money. Again, not my money. I, could, I couldn't care less about how much money he signed for as long as the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, which they did. Uh, and soon enough, I, I assume we'll be moving into fantasy baseball once we get into January. I've already had a few people tweeting at me asking, uh, when does the fantasy baseball talk start up, Greg? We had a while before that. Well, we're not ready for that just yet, but... I know last year... We are excited Last year, I, I couldn't sure. believe it. I won. Like, I, won. I, I rarely win like content arguments with you, but last year I won this. And... It's really, really rare. And last year, we did not start doing baseball until the Monday after the Super Bowl. I was pumped. Like, I nailed it. And this year, we didn't start doing football until the day after the 4th of July. 
which is always like my cutoffs. Like the day after the Super Bowl, it's baseball season. Sure. The day after the Fourth of July, it's baseball season. It's a uh, football season. And I won those content arguments this year. I feel like I'm not going to win them. <laughs> Dude, I'm ready to start doing it. I mean, I've already done a little bit, but I'm ready to jump into fantasy baseball now. Uh, and, you know, Greg, you, you you see Garrett Cole sign with the Yankees. Obviously, they are going to be a powerhouse in the MLB this year. How does it affect their odds, right? So they move up to plus 430. They are the World Series favorite as of now for the 2020 season. And I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Obviously, uh, the Astros were the favorite. They are now plus 550, but you take away a pitcher from the Astros like Garrett Cole. You move them over to the Yankees. How about this, Greg? The FanDuel Sportsbook is currently offering Yankee special props. How about this? This is already open. The Yankees last year won 103 games. You can right now bet the over 101 and a half wins for the New York Yankees minus 115 at the FanDuel Sportsbook. That is easy money. Easy money. They won 103 games last year. Easy money. They just added Garrett Cole. Let's go. Uh, this is easy money. If you want to jump over to the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, you will find us under Yankee Specials right now. Uh, easy money, Greg.